Hello and welcome to the Wannabe Entrepreneur Podcast. As you can hear from my voice, I am still recovering from a cold. That's also the reason why I didn't publish on uh, Tuesday, because I I was having fever and I, I couldn't really do anything, to be honest. So I was just like laying down. So yeah, sorry for that. Today there's no interview, but I will bring you a freestyle episode to kind of replace the episode that I skipped on Tuesday. And hopefully you will enjoy it. So yeah, let's get started with today's Wannabe Entrepreneur episode. One thing that you can always count on in Portugal is that when there is a beautiful day with sun and good weather, the beach will be packed. Especially when we are, you know, in that time towards the end of winter or in the first days of spring, when suddenly there's this kind of summer day popping up, everyone goes to the beach and enjoys it. And on summer, everyone normally goes towards the south of Portugal and enjoys a beach vacation. And with my family, it was basically always the same. We would go and enjoy the beach, and the normal day would be waking up and going to the beach around like 11, and then spending the whole day there, tanning and doing nothing, just laying down. And a lot of people love that. A lot of people take that as a very relaxing day. But for me, it's quite the opposite. For me, this brings me anxiety because I'm not doing anything. I'm just there laying down. So I, with time, kind of convinced my family that I don't really enjoy those kind of holiday. So I would stay at home and then go to the beach maybe towards the evening or not the evening, the afternoon. Because when I go to the beach, I want to be doing stuff. I want to play volleyball or now more recently spikeball. <laughs> if you don't know about it, you, you just search on YouTube spikeball. It's a really, really cool game and really nice to play in the, on the beach or in the um, a park or something. Anyways, I, I I need to be active. Like Just laying down and, and doing nothing is just not for me. And I didn't understand because for a lot of people, this is kind of okay. Like people like doing this, but for me, I do not. And other situations in my life, for example, to focus a long time just studying. Or I remember when I was in college and I was having those really boring theoretical classes. I would just like turn off immediately. But I'm always really good when it comes to focus on my own projects. I always felt that it was much easier for me to do stuff rather than to think or listen. So that's why I guess I really enjoy coding because you can really make stuff and see immediately the consequences or yeah, the actions of, of your code. So for me, it would be easy to spend five hours around one bug trying to fix it just to see how it works. But it's definitely not easy for me to just spend five hours laying down on a beach. So I recently was searching for the, um, the signals that show you that you are a creative mind. 
and I went to lifehack.org and I will read you some of the um, some of the signs that they list here and and you let me know if you see something that you identify yourself with. One, you have an authority problem, which for me it's true, and I when I worked for others, even if I really enjoyed my boss. At some point, I always think that I could do better, which is a little bit arrogant. But I've, I've talked with a lot of entrepreneurs and they kind of feel the same. Second, you have a hard time relating with people. And uh, no, that's actually not true. I don't think I this fits me that much. Three, you live, you like to solve problems. Yeah, that's, I think, every entrepreneur, right? We love solving problems and we want to be the one solving the problems. You are your own worst critic, which, well, I guess for me it doesn't apply that much. Because if I was criticizing myself too much, I would never release anything. Five, you ask a lot of questions. That's absolutely true. And I think this was an asset when I was also working for others. Because I would come and question things. And a lot of people wouldn't do it. They would just like take everything for granted. So I think this was also... A great, uh, a great benefit of, uh, I guess, having a creative mind. And there's other, there's, I think, 20 signs here. I'm not going to read all of them. I, I just, I'm just saying this because I guess every mind is different. And for, I guess, the entrepreneurial kind of minds, our indie maker minds, we tend to be a little bit more creative and we tend to have these signs and I guess for a lot of us, it's hard to just lay down on the beach or do certain things that for others, it's it's, it's normal and, and they like to do it. So on the past week, I went to, to again to the summer holidays with my family, my partner and everything. And basically, it was a bit weird because for me, I didn't take holiday <laughs> from my projects. So now when you become your own boss, you are the one deciding if you get to take holiday or not. And I decided that if I'm just going to the beach, I rather stay at home and work and then just meet them later on. And I thought this would work out, but in the end, this kind of semi-holiday scenario was not very productive, was not the best, because I always felt that I... I shouldn't be staying at home while the others were going for holiday because I felt that I should be there with them. Not because I, I wanted necessarily to be there enjoying the beach, but more because I needed, I wanted to be with them, you know, enjoying the, the beach with my family and, and everything. So yeah, it felt a little bit weird and uh, definitely not productive. I still tried to do a couple of things, but yeah, it was not the best. And uh, I ended up missing uh, one or two, or one meeting actually that I had planned. I I planned the meeting and then I arrived there and then I went to the beach and I said, okay, I'll have the meeting at the beach. And then I forgot about the meeting. So it was really not the ideal way. <laughs> I eventually one day actually decided to bring the laptop to the beach. And, and if you check my Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw that picture. <laughs> it was 
was comfortable, but a bit weird because imagine being on a beach and there's a lot of people around you and everyone is just like sunbathing or playing volleyball or beach rackets, whatever. And I'm there seated on the chair and uh, just with my laptop. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird, but uh, kind of worked out, surprisingly. Anyways, it was not the best scenario because I felt that then I couldn't work properly or I couldn't either enjoy the holiday properly. So, yeah, it was a bit weird. I think I, I need to do better next time. Um, maybe, yeah, I, I really don't know. I'll let you know if I think of something for for my next semi-holidays. Maybe I should just not, not have semi-holidays. I just have holidays or I don't. I don't know. Um, something to, to think about for the future. Besides that, I, I returned right on this week i was supposed to be already working but i got this nasty cold and it's not covid which is weird because it feels exactly the same as when i had covid but it's not so i was completely floored for the first three or four days of this week which is a bit frustrating because i just want to work and work and i i want to produce and be productive but i just couldn't so I don't know if this is kind of consequence of working too much, but to be honest, I don't think I'm working that much. I just had my semi-holidays anyway, so yeah, it was a bit weird because I normally don't get colds like this. I The first time I got a cold like this was when I got COVID, or when I had fever and so on, and now this one, but yeah, this one was not COVID, so it was a bit weird. What are some new stuff that I can tell you about my projects? One interesting thing. So do you remember when I told you about that kind of problem I had with Indie Hackers website where the mod told me that I was spamming too much and uh, I shouldn't do that? I After that, I wrote an article that I posted on Indie Hackers as well as on my website. And it was entitled... Titled... Title, title, title. It was the title of the... the <laughs> oh my god, I cannot speak. This disease... No, I'm, I'm getting better, seriously. But the title of the um, post was basically how to get traffic from indie hackers, something like this. So how I got 750 unique users coming from uh, indie hackers. And I gave my technique, what I use, and... Uh, I think people really enjoyed it. It got some upvotes on Indie Hackers. And for my surprise, it got featured on the Indie Hackers newsletter. <laughs> Funny, right? They they shared my post about how to get traffic from Indie Hackers on their newsletter, which is exactly what they told me not to do somehow. And it's not exactly spam what I do. In, if you read the post and or, or if you listen to the last episode, you know it's not spam because I try always to bring value to each answer. But yeah, this is exactly what they told me not to do and then they shared it on uh, on their newsletter. So yeah, that's some kind of mixed signal. So I guess I can continue doing it somehow, I guess. But yeah, this is really cool because I got some traffic coming from the newsletters and that's always, always good. Besides that, today I finally finished the full automation of my indie lottery. 
And if you remember, it's basically that little product, I guess, where you share your email and your product and a little description. And every day at midnight UTC, I select randomly one product and send to the mailing list of all the participants. And uh, yeah, people really enjoy it so far. It has a conversion rate of 20%, which is really good. So 20% of the people that uh, open the lottery page end up submitting a product. So that's, I think, really, really good. And yeah, it's now fully automated, which is nice because I don't have to do much to keep it running before I had to basically at midnight compile an email and say it to everyone. And that was really, really annoying. So I kind of end up stop doing it for a while while I was automating it and now hopefully it will work at midnight and I won't have to do anything yet. Let me just tell you how I automated it because I think it's really cool. So I have a Python script that runs on a Google Cloud and I have a cron job that activates this script, this function. And what this does is it goes to my database, randomly selects one winner, then updates the database uh, winner and says, okay, now this is the new winner so that I can show it on the website. And then I use SendGrid, a cool tool that I found that allows you to generate uh, dynamic templates, email templates, and then sends this to all the mailing list. And I also created an unsubscribe page where people can basically unsubscribe from the mailing list. So. I think this is really cool. I'm excited to see how it works. I tried to launch it today actually on Twitter to see if I get a few people interested in that. And yeah, people so far say that it's really cool. So I don't know. This is not making me money directly so far, but at least it will bring some traffic and attention to my website and to my paid product. So yeah, that's great. I also have been getting still some people buying the guide, which is really cool. And so far the, the feedback is good. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get some nice reviews on Twitter that I can add to the website. But I already have a few and that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it basically. I haven't, I haven't done much because I was sick and the semi-holidays and everything. I will just continue working on the community, on some projects and uh, try to see how I can increase my MRR because now I'm in this kind of final lap trying to reach the 1k MRR and if I don't do it until uh, mid-October I will uh, for sure start to find a job or to find a part-time job or something. I already agreed with my partner that this is something I had to do. But yeah, so far I'm still really happy because I, I'm last, as I told you, on in July I made 700 bucks, which is really cool. Oh yeah, and I started kind of a company uh, well, it's not really a company because I, I thought it's still not worth it since I'm not making that much money. And when you start a company here in Portugal, you need an accountant and that's costly. But you can start kind of open a personal company or you basically start generating all the finances and everything that is required. Uh, but in like in your personal name, well, it's I don't want to go into the details. Maybe one day I'll do an episode just about that. But yeah, I started that and that's really cool because now it's official. 
Yeah, and that's basically it for today's episode. I'm sorry it's a short one because I'm not feeling too well still, but yeah, much, much better than when I started this week. I will uh, recommend you to listen to my last interview on Thursday with Kirill. I think it's a really great one, uh, especially when he speaks about um, how it's like to be an indie maker in Ukraine at the moment. Because, uh, yeah, he, he tells that those stories. And to me, it really shock, shocked me, actually. Because I, I can totally relate with them. And being an indie maker myself, I cannot imagine how scary it must be to suddenly have your country invaded. And uh, what, what are your priorities? Obviously, that, uh, yeah, being alive and, and making sure that everyone around you is fine becomes top priority but like where do you fit in your projects and everything so yeah, i think it's a really cool conversation didn't have a lot of listens yet so make sure to go there and listen to it he also has a very cool entrepreneurial indie making story for you to listen to so yeah have a look into that on that episode i also shared a link where you can uh, donate to help ukraine and there's multiple ways you can donate. There's multiple organizations. So check out that link. And uh, I will also share that link in uh, today's episode. So just go and uh, check out the show notes. Besides that, if you want to help this podcast grow, there's many ways, especially uh, monetarily, you can uh, become a member of the Wannabe Entrepreneur. It costs $10 per month and you can meet all the other indie makers. You can also buy the guide. It's nine bucks and uh, it's a step-by-step -step guide to help you bootstrap your projects. Or you can just tweet about the show and uh, share it with your indie making friends. Last but not least, send me a message on Twitter at WBPodcast. I always love speaking with the listeners, so I would love speaking with you too. This was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you next time.